Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by a little Rihanna. Thank you, Mr. Benny. Ah, uh, yeah, she had a little bit of a meltdown. Um, some people say it was a long time coming. I'm wondering if she's doing any online dating right now. What do you think, Benny? You think we got her doing it? I don't. I think she's too busy to do any online dating. Yeah, she's riding a celebrity cloud right she's now. She's in the celebrity. I don't think she has time to date. No, and I don't know that. Yeah, that's right. She, she shouldn't. Doesn't. I don't think she needs to. I, I, you know, I kind, you know, like. Kind of there with you on that, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about my very special guest, Monique Morimoto Flaherty, joining us here today. Gifts of Online Dating Part Two. We did Part One. That was a real eye opener for me. Uh, it's a very personal show on uh, the um, how to, more or less, online dating and how it can be a touchstone for emotional spiritual growth. I'll tell you that this is true, but let me tell you before I do that. Let me introduce Monique. I mean, she is someone that. Um, is uh, one of the most respected and sought, uh, sought after uh, coaches around. Not only is she an entrepreneur, but she's a coach and a consultant. She works with people in uh, many, many, many areas of their lives and helps folks understand the journey of the soul and how to become fully self-expressed. Um, so she's here not only as, you know, this incredible co-active coach, uh, but she's also here as somebody that works with animals. And her particular area of healing involves both people and horses. And so it's any of you that has ever been touched by a horse, and what I mean is it's a soul-to-soul connection, you will so understand the healing power but today we're going to take on this conversation about online dating some of the things that people don't talk about here's what i want to do for those of you out there listening if you are doing anything with online dating and have a question for us you could ask your question in a couple of ways you could ask your question by giving us a call at our uh, studio, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819, or you can go to our instant feedback mechanism. You could go to drpatlive.com on the right-hand side, ask your question, or you could go to Transformation Talk Radio on the right-hand side, ask your question, and we'll get your question on here. Monique, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Uh, thrilling to be here again. So, uh, le- okay, it don't let's talk about one of the first rules of of online dating or dating in particular. W- what is rule number one? What have you found out right out of the gate? Uh, don't start until you are ready, meaning you're divorced. Uh, a lot of people, I think, get into. I've met some men who are, who, who are dating and they're not they're not divorced yet. They're currently separated, or they might be legally separated. And I think from a perspective of really knowing that you're complete with your yeah. previous relationship, you got to wait until you're divorced. Yeah. Because what that does is that you can set yourself up for failure right from the start and set yourself up for some type of codependent relationship because you're not really done with the previous one. Yeah. And the, the whole, the whole. I mean, I I went through a divorce after 14 years of living with my husband, and we were really married for about 18 years. And uh, it, it, there's an emotional piece that you really got to process first before you step into the world of dating. So that's been my experience uh, meeting meeting men who aren't ready, and I I don't want to be a woman who is not ready to get out there. So we do ourselves a favor by doing that work first. You know, let's talk about this from both sides. Um, a lot of times, 
um, you will hear or you will be able to read it in someone's profile. They'll say, you know, I'm either recently divorced or I'm recently separated. And uh, let's just be really clear about this. You know, I think the language divorce, although it does cross over to both uh, gay and lesbian couples, it's less likely to find that word in a profile or in a conversation. So then it then begs a different kind of conversation. It, you know, if you're not uh, in the heterosexual relationship, if you're in a gay and lesbian relationship, you got to really figure out what is happening there. That's right. That's right. Because that kind of thing could go on and on and on without a real clear definition of completion. Mm -hmm. So, um, and yeah. And I, I think having, even if you do some type of ritual for yourself, if mm -hmm. you're in a relationship, a long-term relationship that hasn't had a legal kind of binding contract to yeah. it, which is really mm -hmm. what marriage is. I mean, there's the legal and there's the spiritual piece of it. But you could, could perform some type of a ritual where you, uh, either with or without your former partner, mm -hmm. uh, conclude it uh, by burning papers or by <laughs> burning something else or <laughs> whatever feels appropriate. Yeah. We'll get a whole that one for another show. We could do a yeah. whole show on that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So the bottom line is, you got to figure out that you're ready. I, I mean, right. I, th there are some hot buttons or flags that will come up for people around that. You know, things that you feel inside, right? I mean, y you know, each person knows whether they're ready or not, don't they? I think they do, yeah. and sometimes there's like a little impulse to just dive in because you're bored or you don't like being alone yeah, or you're lonely, and I, I think it's really important to give yourself some space feeling that, feeling the loneliness, feeling the boredom, feeling whatever might come up, mm -hmm. and then let the, the urge to want to start being people come from a place of fullness rather than a place of mm -hmm. desper desperation or need. Because nobody going into a relationship or entertaining the idea of a relationship with someone else is going to want that person to be a, a black hole that's going to suck them dry. <laughs> and I, I've heard that from both men and women. Uh, I have someone very close to me who's dating, and uh, you know he's, he's meeting women who want more than what he's ready to give them on the first date. And you know he's like, you know, what, what, what's with these women? <laughs> So it can work work from both sexes. We we just have to be ready and come from a place of strength and a place of wholeness ourselves and, and bring the best of ourselves forward. Yeah, you know, one way to get around that, just play a game of truth or dare Jenga or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, okay. That's so, like two games in one. That's like is, going a little over the is, top. It is I, a little, I love that truth or dare I, Jenga. I don't know. Game. That might be that too much. That's a pretty good one. And it's amazing what will come out of your mouth there, Manny, on that I one. only play one of the two games. <laughs> so what else, uh, Monique, should, what other tips, what else could we share with our listeners? Because there's a ton here that you have. I love this. Well, the second one is something that works not only in um, dating, but it also works when you're um, when you're in a workplace or uh, in the rest of your life. And it's identifying the characteristics that you'd like to have in a partner, mm -hmm. and then looking at that list and asking yourself, "How am I already living each of these characteristics?" Wow! Because we tend to want something in the other person that we think is going to fill us. And it's often things that we may not be uh, paying attention to ourselves, mm. or or we might be, and it, 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 it just brings it into a little higher level of, of clarity. So, for instance, okay, so I want 
passionate, who uh, uh, romantic. Well, and how am I being a good listener? Like, how do I bring that into a relationship? How am I being compassionate with myself and with someone else? Uh, how how am I adding romance to my own life? You know, I can I can have a candlelight dinner by myself if I'd like and practice <laughs> being romantic on my own. I don't need you know I don't need necessarily to have somebody else there. So how can I already live these different principles so that when I meet the other person, I recognize that 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 what I'm seeing in that other person is something that I'm already bringing mm. to that relationship. Oh, I think that's fascinating. I think that's fascinating. You know, part of this also is, you know, we go through, um, especially for folks that have not been in relationship, there's, there's sort of a hunger to be with someone. And I, and I don't say that in a negative way. Let's just use the word longing. There's a yep. longing. I mean, especially if you've been out of relationship for out of a relationship for a bunch of years, you're looking for companionship. You're looking for other things. Do you find that people are more likely to settle or not with online dating? You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it, right. You know, the first time you get asked out for coffee or whatever the the process is, you, you know, I mean, is it love at first bite or what? I find that the whole process of, of getting to know somebody even before you meet them can be uh, deceiving because mm-hmm. there's a sort of a um, an intimacy that develops via email and a way that we, we have plenty of time to craft our words and to, to create a tone in what we're sending when we send an email and that creates a false level of intimacy mm-hmm. and um, and sort of self-revelation. And then when you actually meet someone, you might go into it with this idea that this person's going to be your idea of him or her, as opposed to really seeing that person for who they are. And so being able to um, show up with no expectations, but just meet that person where they are, and then as sort of a clear slate, be able to figure out, okay, well, yeah, this feels right, or no, this doesn't feel right, or... Um, there is some chemistry there. There's some spark there, um, but not to overestimate where you think you should be or how you think you should feel based on the email. I think it's fascinating. We're going to take a short break. There's so many things that we can talk about. I can't wait till we come back. We're going to share some more tips. And also, Monique has got a very, very cool giveaway for those of you out there. We'll make sure that we give you the information on that. Eight listeners who email Monique, um, you will receive a free Vision to Reality worksheet. And we'll talk about that. And when we come back, we'll go through and... We have a couple more of these tips that are really kind of juicy. I can't wait to get the answer to some of these. And by the way, do you kiss on that first date? Hmm. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Lucinda Messer. I bet you didn't know that if you are only taking 1,000 units of vitamin D daily, that you're consuming the dosage required for a 25-pound child. Research shows that a healthy person actually requires at least 1,000 units per 25 pounds of body weight. That places most adults between 4,000 and 8,000 units per day, if they're considered healthy. For more information, visit my website, PowerfulD.com. That's PowerfulD.com. Or call me at 
found. I had to go back in and admit that I watched Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know, those, those are the kinds of things, the little playful places where you get to reveal who you are. Yeah. And I think that when you when you can be like when you can be playful like that, real in those ways, that you're more attractive than somebody who just sort of writes off the, you know, I read the New York Times every Sunday morning with, you know, pancakes and for breakfast or something. There's so many people who do that. Right. <laughs> I much prefer someone who's being somewhat playful in their profile and real and honest and not coming across as uh, an image of who they think they should be. And that's one of the keys to this whole thing is to be who you are. We we find that uh, I, I think the the idea of online dating and the practice of it can be really intimidating because we're putting ourselves out there in a way that's revealing and that's vulnerable, um, and we're subject to being rejected or uh, chosen and then rejected, or and and we're also in the position of choosing and choosing what we want and choosing what we don't want. So you, using the whole I, the whole process as a way of getting clearer about who you are, what's important to you, what's important to you in a partner, what's important to you in your life going forward, even as a single person, um, this whole process can be very helpful in defining all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting about this. I think you said this earlier, and that is that you find out a lot about yourself. Uh, that it, and, and I agree with you. It's been one of the most um, disclosing um, processes I've ever been part of. In, you know, because I do a radio show, there is an impression that I'm an extrovert. I am so far an introvert on the Myers Briggs scale that I'm in the point oh oh one ridiculous percent on the. <laughs> Myers Briggs, and well, it shows you what Myers Briggs knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken that thing a million times. Um, but all that means is, you know, I come out in the world to do good. That's what this show is about for me. But when I need to re-energize, you're not going to find me going from doing this radio show off into a luncheon event and then dancing or something. I, I'm going to leave here, and I have a 1 o'clock call, and between now and 1 o'clock, I'm going to be in my little world. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. But part of this is really connecting with how you feel about someone. Let's talk about that, because isn't that the most, um, isn't that where the tale is really told? When we can actually say, oh, I don't think I had a connection, or I did have a connection, and then what do you do about it, Monique? Right. Well, sometimes I think that can be the, the most scary part is when you do have a connection, because then what? So you, 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 you have sort of an interaction online or texting or whatever, maybe a phone call, then you meet someone and it feels okay. You know, there's, well, there, there's a possibility here. Uh, I find that actually even more challenging than the, okay, yep, nope, check that one off, nope, nope, check that one off. Because then there's the opening up of the vulnerability. And who makes the first move? Is it the other person? Is it you? Is there some etiquette that, you know, okay, I, I'll say thank you and then I wait. You know, did, did you have a good time too? So there's this little place that opens up when there is a connection. And then it, it takes some gumption, I think, to say, yeah, I, I really did enjoy you. Let's take this out. Let's go out again. 
and let's go out again. Right. Right. I mean, it does, and you know, there are, are there are stages you go through, right? You go, you. I mean, it's kind of like this really kind of neat process. Um, but let's talk about this because there's this nervousness, there's the disappointment. You, you know, there are things that happen online that you wouldn't say to somebody. You know, right? I mean, there's this whole transition. I mean, you're starting online, right? Right, Monique. It usually starts with an email or something. I, I the winking thing does not work for me do you do that winking thing uh, I, I try to avoid it yeah i i'll generally send an email if i'm interested in someone and if somebody winks at me or flirts or does whatever um i'll email them back and uh and even that there's an there's an art to that do you email just a comment or do you email a question do you email with an opening do you email with a statement um so there's some intrigue, and I find that I handle each of these different people I've contacted a little bit differently depending on my sense of myself with them mm-hmm. just by reading their, their profile. Mm-hmm. And that's where feeling the feelings that come up in this is a way of really honoring your own process. So there's sometimes there's giddiness. Sometimes there is that disappointment. Uh, sometimes there's, gee, I really, really, really liked this guy, and Eh, it just seems to have faded away. What's that about? Right. And knowing that it's not about me. And I think if, it, if anything, uh, online dating and this type of process can be used to help us build our sense of confidence and self-worth as human beings, men or women. Um, and I don't know if guys have the same kind of kind of challenge with it. Terms of I don't know. Benny was the one. Do. Benny did it. He he's uh, hasn't you know. But originally, a bunch of years ago, Benny, you did online dating a bunch of years ago, uh-huh. right? But I, no one would reject Benny. I <laughs> uh, will say there's a more. Sel- I guess the the greater selection for women is out there than men. I think, oh. more, I think more men are on it than women. Uh, okay. So, but we're. I mean, I saw it as. Um, a little easier for me, though, because it went outside the friends and family realm. Yeah. And that made it easier for me to select. Because, you know, you always get kind of tired of, oh, I'm going to hook you up with so-and-so. Oh, okay, sure, fine. And that only lasts for so long. Um, I don't I know. I, I, don't... I, 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 I totally get that. You know, it's like, wow, you know, it's been about three years. Shouldn't you be like, uh, why don't you go out with blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I've had my fair shares of, you know, good dates and bad blind dates, so to speak, too. And, right. and I've had a couple online situations that didn't go out to what I thought was perceived right online. And, and you know, you kind of go from there. I find it a little easier. And it's a little less, there's a little less emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have your friend to tell you, yeah. hey, sorry, it didn't work out. It's Hey, I saw the profile. It didn't work out. It already went on a date. I moved on to the next one. Or It's great. great. You know, blah, blah, See, blah. we needed a male perspective on this. Oh, we did. We That's did. really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I was here the whole helpful, time. Benny. You should Thank ask you. me. <laughs> <laughs> Very helpful. But it's true. I mean, I, I radically changed the color of my hair. Uh, mm-hmm. On October 29th, and um, and and I went right. And if you go out and you're going to have coffee or you're going to do something, and somebody says, "Wow, you you know, look at your look at your hair," I had to put up my hair picture. Right. <laughs> I, I put up my horse picture <laughs> because I figure anybody who is interested in going out with me needs to know that I love horses and they're going to be part of my life. And uh, if if that's not okay with them, then, you know, they probably should look elsewhere. So that's another way of, of uh, 
showing people in the world what what's interesting to you. Exactly, exactly. And that is the honesty part of what we've talked about. You and I have rewritten our profile numerous times, or at least I have, because I find it's so important to really be upfront with people, right? You know, don't write that your favorite movie is The Sound of Music when it's not. You know what I'm saying? It is Monique? too. <laughs> Monique, thank you so much for joining us here again. Give out your website, please. My website is www.soulworkcoaching.com. S-O-U-L-W-O-R-K-S coaching.com. All right, and everybody. I, uh, go ahead. And I have a workshop coming up in January to start the new year off uh, for folks who are in the Massachusetts area, the New England area, on January 8th. It's going to be uh, creating a vision for the new year with horses and vision boards and uh, yummy snacks and <laughs> really terrific people. I love that. I'm so glad you do that, Monique. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time, everybody.